Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out Why don't you do your own uh, version of the Aristocrats? <laughs> no, no. I just know <laughs> of it because uh, of the story where I was trying to hit on Sarah Silverman. Uh, oh, wow. I can't believe you did that. That was a Go on. That was a bold move right there. Well, we're just hanging out, having a drink with some friends. And um, at one moment she said, oh, that was awkward. And I was like, not as awkward as your performance in the Aristocrats. Wow. <laughs> um, I thought... It was a bold move. Like, I mean, I thought she'd respect it. Was a bold, it. it was a bold move. But she did not respect it. I didn't say it was bad. So, and it was terribly awkward. She's that always was, awkward. That was easy. Yeah. Right and was, what, what was her reaction? <laughs> Rejection. Um, <laughs> the former. And I, was, I, I was there with um, Ian. You guys know him, right? Yes. Um, so she latched onto him. And she must have been drunk because she was like, Ah, he's a singer-songwriter, and I'm Sarah Silverman. We're both SS. I was like, that's also awkward. No, <laughs> no shit. That's trying hard right there. Yeah. Not, and it's not, not really even funny, actually. It's like, no. you're a professional. Let's talk about songs that have a spiritual undertone or overtone or medium tone. Neil, when I ask you to think about a song that is spiritual a rock and roll song that is spiritual let's put that we're not talking about gospel oh now now you're now you're cutting the nuts off the bull here well obviously gospel is spiritual obviously but we're not talking about i'm talking about rock and roll songs that uh, yeah i get it okay um why don't you answer my fucking question then i will go with my sweet lord harrison Uh, Um, easy 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 what just an easy answer Mm -hmm. yeah but a good one (laughs) <laughs> Usually like Sunday morning. <laughs> Not a spiritual song, but could be. That's like sleeping in. It's more of a coffee. That, that's song. sleeping that's in. Uh, well, this, one of our longtime listeners, uh, Marissa Coleman, pointed out that after I said that song sounds like a commercial, and I kept saying it sounds like a uh, toothpaste commercial, she was like, actually, it sounds like a coffee commercial. I'm like, it is a fucking coffee commercial. Well, when you said that, I was thinking X, like a laxative, and coffee's a laxative, so. It works. Kind of. I'm not it's sure all if your point's together. working. It's all coming together. Jonathan, spiritual song. What do you think about it? I, don't, so, I mean, honestly, like, um, Let It Be has distinctly Mother Mary. You could say it's his mother, but you could also say, like, the Virgin True, Mary. True, yeah. 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 No, and it's a, and it's a, I will accept that answer. It's an asking for patience. It's an asking for yeah. faith. It's, yeah. it's yeah. As yeah. the God of this podcast, uh, I will as, accept that answer. The, yeah, and of this podcast I will has. as well because I have played Let It Be. In church on a Sunday. And, and you know exactly. what? I'm going to keep the Beatles motif going with a little John Lennon. God is a Sweet. concept by uh, which we measure our pain. I love Lennon. I don't know how familiar I am with that. That's the song that he's like, I don't believe in Beatles. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that's a religious. That's, I don't in think that's invoking. Are you just saying words? God that, is a concept by which we measure that our pain. That's the opposite of. I feel like it's it's thinking about God. It's it, it is spiritual because it's thinking it's he's he's. It feels more psychological. 
Mm. It feels more under. Maybe, but psychological is, is psychological is kind of spiritual. It's more, I mean, and you're, it's you're more going into it's more your God, mind. God is dead. I feel like. Oh I'm my God! You're not. A, I am the mind. God of this podcast, as was established earlier. Says so you, Pod God. With I, a, I am a concept. And you have one follower at best. By which I'm we, not even sure you're following yourself here. One and a half. Uh, Neil, give me give me another song. Um, well, I'll go more off the radar here. Heaven, Talking Heads. It's one of Ooh, my favorite yeah. Talking Heads songs. That's a good song. Panic does a great cover of that, Neil. Um, I don't know if you know it, but... And it's just such a cool concept. Uh, no, I don't. Thank you. <laughs> um, just the way they make nothing sound so yeah. just soothing. Yeah, that's a great fucking tune. I love it. Johnny, you got one? When Will I Ever Learn to Live in God by Van Morrison. <laughs> Hmm. What, I, I think the sequel the to that Zach's would be album? When Will I Ever Learn to Live in COVID Exactly It's, it's, the, it's the prequel <laughs> There is no sequel because he's dead um, When Will I Ever Learn to Live in God It's, okay. actually, it's actually a fantastic it song is, It's I mean, Up until this whole COVID thing I've always said that like you know, Be careful what you wish for or whatever. But I was, I've always been like There's no Van Morrison song I've heard that I don't like I've never heard of Van I've, He's the only artist I've ever heard like, There's nothing that I'm like this is just fucking bad. But then, and you, then you heard the album Slow Hand and Van, and you were Slow like, Hand in Van? Slow Hand, <laughs> Slow Hand in Van is more of a like <laughs> Dateline pedophile That's episode. more of a, can you help me put my sofa into the fucking van situation here? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Madonna. Like a prayer. No, I was gonna say like a virgin. Hmm. Ooh, both could work, uh, but I don't know. Like a virgin is more sexual than spiritual. Like a prayer is more. <laughs> mm. like just catty. Let's get catty about it. <laughs> catty shack. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love the I, that video when I was young. The with Leon and like the Jesus bleeding. It's great. It's a great song. Uh, with uh, Leon. Yeah, Leon, the actor. Yeah, yeah. He was, in, he was in the Temptations movie. And Above the Rim, yes. I, I think we've it. covered both on this pod before. Probably. You're always talking about rims, so. <laughs> Neil, uh, do you have another, uh, do you have one more song? I sure do. And an honorable mention. Um, I'll stand for the honorable mention, Marsh. Well, I can't believe it hasn't been said yet, but Spirit in the Sky. Oh, I was going to say that one. Oh, I took it. Well. That's, a, that's, that's good. There's some, that's a great tune. It's a, there's a lot of I don't. I don't know that off the top yeah, of my yeah. head. Who is it? Going up, up to the, the spirit in the sky. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. It's fine. It's fine. It's pretty good. It's whatever. Um, and then uh, my mention is one song that I really love from Ben Harper. He's very spiritual. I shall not walk alone with the Blind Boys of Alabama. Yeah. It's a very. It's just such a. It has wow. spiritual qualities, but it's. It doesn't really like. I don't know. It doesn't throw it in your face. Huh. You know, he must stand out like a sore thumb in that group. <laughs> Even just vocally. I mean, just like his voice is so clearly like Chapel Hill. And the blind boys are, like, you know. They're the salt of the earth. Salt of the earth, blue collar. And uh, the honorable mention, Marsh, coming up with a deep cut. Jonathan, you got one more for us? I'm going to go um, anti-hero. Jim Morrison, I've been down so goddamn long. Ah. Because that, there is such a, just a, matter of factness to that and it's such a blues song and it's such a modern blues well, song but wait is it the I've been da- down don't like, worry no, me no it's like well I've been down so goddamn yeah. long uh, okay, gotcha. well, yeah, it yeah. looks like up to me yeah when I was looking at this stuff I was thinking like the doors 
almost everything's very spiritual in a weird like it's philosophical right right yeah exactly some might call it like a poserish way god is dead as Nietzsche is <laughs> it is that's totally niche. I'm gonna go I'm gonna get uh, classic rock on us and go Kansas carry on my wayward son what the fuck where is that it's spiritual there'll be peace when you are done I think that song's about Jesus I got you one I got you fucking your, your you're gonna you're gonna take my carry I'm on my way we're and in the presence of the Lord Ooh. oh my goodness oh, bam very good very Just, good oh my goodness that's a fucking in the song. presence of the Lord you know what I'll I'll be an honorable mention uh, bond right here and I'm gonna go Dishwalla counting blue cars where where did you do well, who are you right now Dishwalla was like a song that <laughs> Dish, came out in the Dishwalla uh, Madonna Odwalla isn't that a Fucking, you guys know the Dishwalla song. It's like, tell me all your thoughts of God, cause I really like to meet him. Oh, oh my I can't believe tell this song you're talking what? about. Oh God, you are no longer the pod. I God. can't believe this. I will will pod, always be pod God. Pod God is dead. PG, you can just call me PG. <laughs> PG JB, right? Pod God is PG definitely dead. Bye. <laughs> pod God is dead. And on that note. Um, we are talking about spiritual songs because this week we are discussing Turtles All the Way Down from Sturgill Simpson's 2014 album, Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music. Music, music, music. Written by Sturgill Simpson and produced by Dave Cobb. I've seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire. I was standing. Well... Uh, I first heard this when it, like, right around the time it came out. I am pretty sure, not 100%, but like 90% sure I, I like, read, read something about this in, in Rolling Stone and listened to it on, like, found it on YouTube and, and listened to it drunk one night, like, after the bar. And was just like, oh my God, this is everything I want in country music. You know? Man of <laughs> modern This is what I want to hear. Uh, <laughs> and... He sounds like Waylon Jennings, which is a great sound, mm-hmm. uh, like vocally. You know, the music in this song is tight, and like I said, it, it's what I'm looking for in a modern country song, or really any country song in general. I mean, I think you could take everything out of this and put this music behind Merle or Waylon or anybody, and it and it it'd fall right in, you know, I mean, he's playing with good Nashville players, has all the good elements of a country song, and with the exception being, you know, the lyric is kind of an absurd spiritual that explores consciousness and feeling which you don't really find in a lot yeah. of country songs and I think I think he does that really really well you know this isn't my favorite song by him but it was my introduction to him and I just love how he experiments with the tone and structure and lyrical content and you know in country music which can sometimes be a, a kind of a staid genre and he basically calls back to the outlaw country of the 70s, which I love, and puts it in a modern modern day. Or should I say metamodern? Yes, you should. You should. Every time you said that, you should have said metamodern. Um, <laughs> you brought up a point. You said it's absurd spiritualism, but I think it's kind of the opposite of absurd. I think what he's saying is just, it speaks to me so much. It's like, um, I don't know. It, it seems like the best possible outcome of me and my friends sitting around hanging out stoned it's like exactly everything we're (laughs) we're talking about but put so eloquently yeah and i I think it's so fun to hear this voice that doesn't match the content of the song 
And just to hear yeah. this pontification with the twang, so good. That's the absurdity of it. Well, that's, yeah, it, maybe it's kind of what it, absurd is. You know, it's a I'm loose not term. Absurd it's a, in a negative yes, it's way. It's a loose term. I love it because it's serious, but also tongue in cheek. He's kind of fucking around, but at the same time, talking about some heavy stuff. And a lot of these thoughts swim around my mind often. So, kudos to you, Sturgill. Yeah, I, th- I think I heard this pretty soon after it came out. We saw him at the Troubadour. Saw him on uh, YouTube. Definitely great stuff. Definitely a great sound. And I think a while back when you mentioned it, Josh, I was almost like, is this country music? And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, actually, it, it it's country music in the essence, in the truest sense, because what country music really should be is motherfuckers from the country playing music. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's what it yeah. that's what country fucking music is. It's not a fucking cowboy hat or boots or a truck or any of that shit. It's if you're from the fucking country and you play music, that is country music. And that's what this is. It's very honest. It's very interesting. He has his own voice musically. His voice is very much like Waylon and the phrasing sometimes is a little too close for comfort for me. Like it's almost a little too close. That being said, ironically, in spite of the fact that he's, he, he, his phrasing and tonality is a lot like Waylon's, he still has his own artistic voice, and it's fantastic, you know? Like, and it harkens back to whatever the fuck a bit, which is fine, but I actually like the fact that it sounds like an honest recollection of someone who grew up in you know, the rural South and, and is yeah. just telling their story, and that's why I think it's great. Well, yeah, and and to both to both your points, Neil, uh, country folk get fucked up and pontificate about the meaning of life as well, my friend. It's not just you, you Yankees up up there in in the Northeast. And th- that, but I don't hear many songs about it. I hear a lot of songs about Absolutely. trucks and beer, and uh, you right. know. Absolutely, and exactly. I, so and I think yeah. that's what's so so great about this song is because, like you said, I mean, it is something that if you have ever sat around and did drugs or even didn't do drugs or whatever or opened up your mind in a specific yeah (laughs) and and talked with you know kids i mean usually this is a conversation you're having in in your younger years or your older years maybe but not in the middle but but not yeah not in the middle you're kind of focused on other shit (laughs) in the middle but i mean you could think of it as is like uh i think i read that cosmic cowboy but like i would say it's more of spiritual music from Appalachia but just in a turned on its head uh, almost just but just based it's on the lyrical pragmatic content. it's very just, yeah it's basically very raw like here's like how you said is. Jonathan this is someone talking about you know religion which is if you grew up in the country religion is very very important and it's a very big part of your society and your social life and all of that stuff and then when when the people who do move away and start questioning it and move away from it this is the type of shit you think about. You, you learn about other religions and stuff like that. And it, it, it's, it's really, really sweet in that way. Yeah. One thing that stood out to me, speaking of um, religion, is um, upon just listening to it recently, I, I, I didn't remember the, ver- the, the specific verse towards the end that is so kind of anti-religion and Bible, but said in such a great way. Every time I take a look inside that fabled book, I'm blinded and reminded by the pain caused by some old man in the sky. <laughs> it's so, so good. Yeah. Every time I take a look inside that old fable book, blinded and reminded of pain caused by some old man. Boy, he's, it's wrestling with this is 
what we're told, and but it doesn't. But all I know is love is the only thing that's ever saved my life. Yeah. Which I think you know most people can can relate to that. And yeah. even in that in that book, you know, he's talking about the old man in the New Testament. You know, love is Jesus. It's it's forgiveness. It's what saves everyone's life. Yeah. If you're a Christian. And what I like about that, he's talking. He's basically he does that uh, kind of almost anti-religious verse. Then talks about drugs. In a very sweet way. He's not being like, ah, I want to get bucked up. He's kind of like kind of searching for something. But then he's like, all that. You can take that book. You can take these drugs. Love is the only thing that's ever saved my life. Yeah. Just, well, let me ask, just based on that for a second, Jonathan, let me ask you this. And this may get be too serious, but you grew up in the church, right? Yeah, in, 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 in the parking lot. <laughs> of the church and the, what, what metaphorically speaking metaphorically speaking what what denomination though? i didn't know there was anything other than baptist so i was like 12 and went to somebody's <laughs> church and it was catholic and i was like i thought i thought baptist meant church Dude, i literally what are these know. people doing kneeling that's like when i went to i had somebody's my neighbors i went to their house for dinner and they made, they had tea they like, want tea and i was like i'll have some tea sure and I tasted it, and it was, and I, I didn't know it at the time. It was unsweetened. I had literally never tasted unsweetened tea, and my nine-year-old self <laughs> what, was like, "This what, is the worst motherfucking tea. tea I've ever tasted." <laughs> they are terrible at making fucking tea. You're like, I'm used to like seven packs. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know, I didn't know the tea I'd been drinking my whole life was sweetened. I just thought that's how tea tasted because I'd never tasted tea <laughs> otherwise. And when someone had non-sweetened tea. I was like, imagine if nine-year-old you went to England and they would be like, "You want some tea?" Might as well have, because I was like, "They are this is the worst tea I've ever tasted." They're, they're ter- this is. Tea. I was like, "This tea is unturned or something." Like, I don't, I, I'm not drinking it. This tea is unturned. <laughs> I thought it was so fucking terrible. Uh, so Baptist Church. Yeah, Baptist Church. When did you move away from it, and why? Well, I was never, even when I went, and let's be, let's be clear, I'm, I'm more went with like other family members like my mom and my dad we would go sometimes but mainly with my like aunts and uncles and stuff and i'm not gonna say i moved away from it because i never totally bought into it because i was like i'm not sure what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> like i'm really not, i'm really trying my best here and i'm not clear what in the <laughs> fuck you mean i don't think you know what you mean i just think you keep saying it and that being said you keep saying I'm, this word Right, you keep saying you... these things. I do not think you know what they mean. <laughs> and and as time went on, maybe I just lived on to my own self validation. I realize now that I feel like the message was right, like, but they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Like, for yes, example, the, I can sit muddled. here and say E equals MC square all fucking day. That doesn't make me Einstein, and I'm yeah. not. And therefore, I'm not going to go out and preach physics to fucking people because I don't really fucking understand it. Exactly. Exactly. Neil, what about you? Religion? Were you brought up in the church? Yes, definitely. Um, Which one? Um, I, well, started with Catholic, and then uh, my mom huh. got divorced, and they shunned us. So I learned. Oh, I learned wow. early. Excommunicated. I learned early about the the joys. That's so sexy. The joys of religion. Then we went to a Methodist church, and it was great, man. Like, I went begrudgingly. Not every Sunday. Once I once I really got into football, I was like, mom. It's not. It's not. Are happening. you ready for some football? <laughs> well, and it wasn't on the church. East Coast. Football didn't start till one. But right. me and my brother wanted to get in like a couple games of like living room football before football actually started. You know, right? Pre-game. You wanted to pad your living room football stats for the season. Yeah. Yeah, it was our. It was the beginning of fantasy football. It was the real fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> And now what moved you away from the church? The excommunication at a young age or something else? <laughs> no, just, just kind of growing up. 
Uh, my mom is still into the church, and, and and I love everything that is given to me, but um, I'm just not a uh, a firm believer. I feel like I'm spiritual, but um, I do not need to go somewhere every Sunday and listen to verse. Nice. What what's nice. your experience with the church, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> my experience is deep, man. We went you, back, you back into in the, the asshole here. We're fucking <laughs> metaphorically speaking. Well, here, here's what it here, here's what it comes back to though. Like you grow up in the Mississippi Delta, or probably Appalachia, Kentucky, where in the like coal mine towns where he grew up. Church is like everything. There's every denomination. Like I knew all the denominations at a young age. You we had were Baptist, more than one. But, uh, well, when my parents divorced, my I, we went to Presbyterian with my dad after that, but. Mostly Baptist. I would consider myself a Baptist if I believed in anything at this point. But uh, all those fucking heathen, goddamn churches. <laughs> but anyway, you, you you do when you grow up and that's like all you know. You really believe that shit and like, oh my god. I mean, unless you know, like Jonathan, good for you for like looking through the bullshit early. But like, you really believe all that shit and they make you feel very guilty about stuff. And then, but you need somebody, like, my older brother went to school, and then he came back, and he was much older than me, and he was just like, yeah, this is all bullshit, you know? But no, I, I don't like, think that's really? fair. And actually, I think I, I think I, I think I changed his mind a little bit in the conversation we had a little bit. Well, <laughs> we could talk about it. No, I, I really did. Just a little bit. His bullshit thing was more of like, there's other religions out there. Like, this isn't, Jesus isn't your saint. Well, Basically, like, Jesus isn't God's son. Like, that's... The, you know, yeah, and that's what this song not is saying. The case. What's, well, that's what I'm. And so, but then you're circling back around get, here, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. Circle but then, pod. but then, like when I went to school in Boston and got out of Mississippi, and then you meet people that believe in different things and are from different cultures, and you're like, oh shit! All I've ever known is like <laughs> black people, white people, and Christian people. Yeah, I got with socialists you know, so. and Catholics up there yeah. in fucking Boston. So, <laughs> Exactly, all those <laughs> all those progressive libtards, libtards, uh, turning me into a Yankee. And uh, but but then you know, and starting to get into drugs and shit that kind of like opens your mind a little bit, and you know that, that that's what this song reminds me of. It's just that time. It, it's not something that like I listen to now, and I'm like, oh yeah, bro, he's really like preaching to right. me, like the good stuff. <laughs> it's like it takes me back to that that time in my I life. I love where, how you turn into McConaughey. From fucking dazed and confused, hey, that's, and like, like I love how that's your. It's somewhere between that and like Bill Clinton on Saturday Night Live. It's a combination right. of oh the God. two. So I did not have so, sex with that past that dude. Yeah, this song kind of more takes me back, and I don't think the lyric is juvenile at all. I think it's a beautiful lyric. It's, I think it's very sweet. But and, hold on, hold on, but you also said you've grown out. You basically said you've outgrown it. Well, no, it ta- it's it's almost a little nostalgic for me. It takes me to a time in my life right. where I was You're moving Valgonic. away from that religion. Yeah, but I, I still don't think it's like juvenile, like you know, like the fish song we talked about, where he's talking, you know, trying like Easy. it's like a metaphor for drunk driving, like in a jar. <laughs> like it's not like that. I will say it's, this. Oh man, I, w- I will say this. It's an easy subject to be on the rebellious side of. It's also an easy subject to fuck up. This is like a heady gospel that he actually pulls off. I think he pulls off because he recognizes he doesn't take himself too seriously. Yes, absolutely. Because he's not trying to be the fucking answer. He's just like, I no. don't know, man. And I don't know. I, yeah. but here, I, I, I just know this, that love helped me out. Actually, yeah. here, I can tell you what I do know. Here's what I know. And that's why I love it. That's why it's country music. Yeah. Because it's a motherfucker from the country telling you about his experience. And it's country. That's country right. But I swear that God is there Every time I go to the eyes of my best friend 
Alright, so Neil, favorite lyric? Um, I think it's the, um, every time I look in the eyes of my best friend, looking at you two guys. Oh, nice. straight Neil, up, so man. I, I think that yeah, right there, baby. <laughs> Bromance yeah, is yeah, not I'm dead. Just, I'm trying to hate you guys. Um, <laughs> but no, I do love it because the whole song is unexpected lyrics. And this is another one of them that like, you know, just yeah. hanging out, talking about life with my best friend. Fucking what's yeah, it all about? Fuck, it's <laughs> up. <laughs> Getting real fucked up. And yes. Yes. Yeah. DMT. Which is the most honest you can ever be. You're never more honest than if you're really fucked up on something. Because you're like, dude, I'm fucked up. Like, you, you, yeah, you dude, try to be as forthcoming as possible. Guess what I did. Right, right. <laughs> I love how you're always hot, surprised when you're really fucked up. You're like, man, I'm fucked yeah. up. It's like, you snorted that, you drank that, and you smoked that all at once. That's exactly what your goal was. Why are you there's surprised? Some, there's some chemical shit going on right you now. You on purpose that's good. to get fucked up. And now you are somehow surprised that you are fucked up. Oh, did I just oh, that's, say that? That's hilarious. <laughs> Jonathan, what's your favorite lyric? You know, I don't really know what he's saying half the time, but it's when there's that pedal steel or whatever, that high harmonic chiming above the... Right, and it's kind of like words and words and words and words and words. There's more <laughs> the chime. It's like, I don't know. That, I don't know. Like, it's not Dylan, right? With Dylan, it's all about the fucking words. Mm-hmm. It's all about a fucking pyramid this, of ice. Is close to Dylan, but I don't. I, I get what you're saying. It's not quite. Yeah, it's, like I, it's the way he's it's saying a little, things. It, well, even he says it's meta modern. Like it, it's it's kind of in your face. And that's a play on. That's funny. Ray Charles, modern sounds and country music. He changed. Oh it yeah, absolutely, theory. absolutely. Yeah. But that that's funny because the part there is probably my least favorite lyric lyrical part of the song, and probably the best part of the melody is a da 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 da. Oh, with a chime with a highest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and great. they it's do fantastic. that little thing. That's very good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. But I, I mean, like, just in terms of lyrical content, coming off of what you said, Neil. But I swear that God is there every time I glare in the eyes of my best friend. And then after that, it says, "My son, it's all been done. And someday you're gonna wake up old and it's so simple, old and gray. Oh, yeah. So go oh, and try yeah. to have some fun, showing warmth to everyone. You meet and greet and cheat along the way. I mean, it's just like a summation of 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 humanity. That's that's excellent. The best part about the song is every time he sings a line, you're like, yeah, 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 fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, so fuck you're yeah. like stoned with him? You're like, yeah, yeah bro, oh, <laughs> I get it, man. Oh, I am going to wake up. Fuck, I'm going to wake up old and gray. Yes. Yeah. It's, and, it's and that's love. the thing. Is love like, did save my life. Like, it's a lot easier to sit and like nitpick a song like this than it is to write a song like this. That being yeah, said, absolutely. it's like just because it's not Folsom fucking prison or imagine yeah. it doesn't mean it's not a goddamn good song right? it's like, like <laughs> but those songs are unassailable you can't even it's like yes. shitting on you know the theory of relativity i think like, it is i think that. imagine is a great comp though there's two different elements there is musicality and then there is is there a new fucking thought here okay and not many people have a new thought ever. yes there's new thoughts here that's for sure there may or may for for country music there oh, is. Oh yeah, yes. and just, but the thing I mean, is, country the, that's the, my big country doesn't accept this as country fucking music, which is the real exactly. bullshit. Exactly, which is well, the ultimate fucking sin, as to quote Ozzy Osbourne. Well, I think the where it, where it kind of jumps the shark and is amazing is where he's talking about the aliens made of light taking out all your pain, which right. is another great line of the song. Just and it that's that's where it kind of like it it reveals it. So he kind of looks into the the. The fourth wall, you know, kind of right because it's real yeah. country. Because it's like this is yeah. just some rural motherfucker contemplating reality and being absurd and being silly, and it's okay. 
Right. It's it's it's, it's we're all a fucking joke, right? We're all. It's the absurdity of. I mean, it's easy to get into the fucking French, yes. whatever the fuck. We're. I like that, Jonathan. We're all a fucking joke. So right. now let's let's touch on. <laughs> but we're not all good let's, jokes. And <laughs> some of us are bad jokes. Trump. Uh, if I? Trump Jr. Uh, <laughs> <Eric> Trump. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk. It's hard. To, it is hard to ignore the the just similarities to Waylon in his voice, which I get that is derivative of Waylon. But I would argue somewhat that a lot of country singers are derivative of previous country. But singers. they're all derivative of George Jones. A lot of them, yes. <laughs> and they suck, too. I think his, his voice is part of the whole experience here. Because be, you're hearing a new sound singing a new lyric, and you're you're hearing someone execute it very well. Whether they're trying to sound like Waylon, or that's just kind of his inspiration and what he kind of came to. I th- But I think it's authentic. No matter what, he's not trying to be Waylon. He's just, I agree. I don't think he's trying to cover Waylon. He's not, he's not derivative. But he's so, not yeah, derivative. it's not derivative. Right. It's just, it's very the similar. Tonality. And it... It's very punchy, just ba-dum, 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 like yeah. it's to even be mentioned in the same breath as Waylon is a compliment. It's it's very similar to when the band Tame Impala came out. With the, the first time I heard them, I was like, you know what? This is very like the Beatles revolver sound, and that's a sound that I don't hear very often. That bands are like it simultaneously makes well, someone yeah. great and limited, right? At the same time, well, it depends on what they do after. Yeah, right. But no one ever does anything you know, better, <laughs> like like. Well, Except for Radiohead. Yeah. Tame Impala got better. Sturgill's gotten better. Even more specific, Tame Impala took Tomorrow Never Knows and made a whole band out of that one song. Not only the album, just that one song. When we first started listening to them, I said they sounded like the Beatles underwater. (laughs) Yes, exactly, and that's great. But when you when, when I first heard Sturgill, it it takes you a minute to get past the similarity in vocal tonality to if... Neil, you probably don't listen to as much Waylon as Jonathan and I, but like if you have in your life, it's hard. It, it takes you a minute to get past that and and see through through that. Oh, so here's yeah. the question: Does it feel affected? Does it feel like he's no. going for a Waylon vibe? No, I'm not. And I'm here's just why: not Sure that it doesn't. It, it, you don't think it feels. You don't think it feels affected. You like it. Like see. Like no. And the reason why is because I've, I like all of his 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 other albums and like, his voice doesn't really change. That it's doesn't the mean same. I'm not it saying is what it's it like, is. I'm not saying it's inconsistent. I'm saying let's put it this way. When I hear like um, what's his name, Chris, with the or what's the fucking Stapleton. Like when that motherfucker sings, that's his. Vo- like he is singing his fucking. He's just going for it. Now it's a be sure it's of the R&B whatever, but he's going. This feels I, I it does feel a little like I love Waylon. I love Waylon. I love Waylon. I sound like Waylon. Yes, he sounds like Waylon. It may be derivative, a little bit. but did you guys learn the song at all? It is brilliant that it's just E A and B seven. He knew he was writing a beautiful song, and just he was leaning into kind of the. I'm gonna sound as old school even from the get go. He's like. Meta modern sounds and country music. <laughs> you know, like I don't. I actually don't like that. I part. don't either. I, I think it's terrible. Don't waste your mind on nursery rhymes, fairy tales, blood and wine. Turtles on the way down. But like musically, I mean, if we move into the music here, well, well, first of all, let me just point out, he does. There's a story that like he wrote the song on the road. He was in a shower at like a Howard's Inn or something. And the, it came to him, and he said he almost fell out of the shower going to get his notebook to write it down. 
And then he went out to the tour bus or whatever and, and told the band, like, yo, I got this new song. And they were all like, that's some batshit stuff. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. It. So musically, I, I don't know how much there is to talk about musically. I mean, it's pretty much a one, four, five song. The production is great. The production is The production is amazing. It's Dave the Cobb who has done a lot, like all the Stapleton shit and all, you know, a lot of Sturgill shit. If you hear any country music basically today that you like that sounds that people are like, oh, this is outlaw country, <laughs> Dave Cobb like, produced. It's probably that guy. Yeah. So, and he he plays some guitar on this. I think he's from Atlanta, and even, right? I'm not really sure. I think he worked he worked with some R&B producers back in the day. He's He has a cool yeah, podcast, but, too, actually. Well, they have, look, you have Mike Webb on keys, which I think is probably the only part that really, like, everything else is very. Sounds like it could be in a country song in the late, the you know. Space, in this, or, the space of it is very impressive. Yes. All you really Absolutely. hear is the acoustic guitar and the chimes or bells and him. Like, the, the, mm-hmm. everything else is very laid back. The space in old country songs is also what really. Yeah. The keys, yeah. though, give it that trippiness. If I, have any criticism, if I have any criticism with this, it's that it's not a sound I've never heard. That's not. That, that's just Absolutely, me being critical yes. in the technical sense of. You know, but it's sure. fucking amazing. It's better than anything you hear, right? It's fucking, it's fantastic. And like I was saying, Jonathan, it's E A, kind of A suspended. Like it, it's basically what you play when you're just kind of noodling on guitar. And he does that little three, two, one at the end. Yeah, and he does that G G sharp, F sharp. Backstage. And when I listen to it, I don't even listen to the music really. Like it, it's a good bed, but it really is about his voice and what he's saying. You know, that's what it's all about. And I think that is the point. It's, hey, let's just do as traditional country as we can. With a little the, spacey the way, stuff in the, the background. Yeah, with, with the little keys and like the chimes. Yeah, some and fantasy And my wailing sound and voice and these fucking trippy ass lyric. Because that's what he wants you to focus on, I think, is the lyric. And that's what you do focus on. Yeah. Really. Because otherwise right. it's just a pretty straightforward country song. Mm-hmm. No, it's great. It's not as good as The Highwayman. But no one's as good well, as, as that, right? Come on, but it's okay. of that. But it's of that ilk. That's the direction it's in, because that song is about the future. And here's the thing that's very interesting and very unusual in country music, is that someone talks about the fucking future. It's almost always about the past and fucking high school and back when life was good yeah. and free. And sometimes it'll be about the present. The future is going to be like the past, but it is rarely about the future. Yeah, and that the fact that that's the, a good point, right? It's very rare. I've done show me a fucking future tense fucking country song, like I, you don't hear. It. And the thing is, the fact that he does that, and that's just like the Highwayman or Johnny Cash, the fourth person in the reincarnation cycle. First of all, they're talking about reincarnation. You never hear that in country music. And then, absolutely. And then he's talking about the future, like I'll fly a starship across the universe, divide when I reach the other side. I mean, it's fucking incredible. And so that's like mind blowing. And it's Willie and Waylon and fucking Johnny Cash and. Christopherson. Yeah. This is of that well, ilk. Well, I will say, you know, I did read that the verse, melody, and instrumental accompaniment are an interpolation of the verse of Chris Christopherson's Me and Bobby McGee, as performed by Waylon Jennings in the 70s. They, so, right. ta-da. And, and just real quick, so Kevin Black's on bass, Miles Miller on drums. Uh, we mentioned Mike Webb on keys. Uh, Sturgill, Dave Cobb, and Lar Jometz. Yeah, he's a guitar the player. Guitars. He's a fucking ripping guitar player. He's like Swedish or something. There's a big like Swedish sounds- contingent, like him, like First Aid Kit. There's a number of people from that area of Europe that just really dig on country music and are and are really good at it. You know what they're doing? They're vibing on country music. Yep. And it's time for us to vibe. Cue the music in three, two, uno. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I was vibing. I was vibing too hard. Too way too uh, hard. <laughs> Neil, when do you want to hear Turtles? Oh, man. Well, I want to transport back to 2015 when I was trying to play it for my um, my now wife on a porch <laughs> at a party after we played Hotel Cafe. I was on a porch at a party. <laughs> try, I was holding my phone up to her ear being like, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. And this was before we got together and got married. So this song was the genesis of my marriage. <laughs> well, just side note to that. Do you remember when I heard this song and was just like, dude, you got to hear this I, yes, song, yes. right? Yes, I had another moment with Sturgill like that when his when that album came out with um, the, the, the recent one he did. Sound and Fury. Yes. Yeah, the Sound and Fury. It, um, when that album came out, like it was definitely when I'd go to parties, I'd be like, "Have you heard Sound and Fury?" Because it's fucking <laughs> sweet. Motherfucker, have you heard that it, fucking song? God, I love it. It's so good. It's it's so funny. It sounds like let's Pink go in the Floyd bathroom and talk about Sound and Fury for a second. <laughs> I'm gonna keep you in the bathroom for 45 minutes. Like, this motherfucking song, man. Have you heard this motherfucking song? Yeah, man. Uh, I love when music does that. Uh, Jonathan, when do you want to hear Turtles All the Way Down? When we're fucking living it next weekend at my bachelor party. Boom. Boom. Bang. Oh, shit. From, from way downtown. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Jumanji. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear this We're on Shrooms in Joshua Tree, bro. Just in the desert, roaming around, fucking talking about life. Yeah. Whatever. Fucking yeah. next week in the hills. <laughs> Joshua. It's just the fucking <laughs> desert on top of the desert. Speaking of shrooms, uh, perfect time to hop under the influence. Jonathan. Influence by, influence moving forward, recommendations if you like. Mm, I would say it's definitely influenced by The Highwaymen because of its progressive thought and spacey production, but also, you know, quality contemplation. I would say, obviously, there's a heavy Whalen influence, undeniably. Um, but also, I don't know, man. It's almost, you want to say somebody fucking random like Cat Stevens or somebody just for the fuck all. Huh. Yeah. Right? Just because it, nice. it appeals to that like insightful, casual pop, whatever. I've been wondering <laughs> lately. But then I think you know, there's there's some guys out uh, that I I think I turned to you. I think I think I sent you a song, Josh. The Ruin Brothers, which are almost like Roy Orbison mm-hmm. meets The Cure, and Rick Rubin producer album, and Ooh. it's really fucking cool. Roy um, Orbison meets The Cure. Yeah, it's the, the dude really can fucking sing, okay. and uh, they're two English guys, and they're they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say they lead, led to stuff like that. You know, there's a bunch of other, you know, Whitey Morgan type guys. 78. Exactly. Nice. Okay. Neil, what you got? Well, we've talked about the country influence, obviously, but if you like what he's saying, you should listen to the Flaming Lips. If you like how his voice oh. sounds, you should listen to more Sturgill. <laughs> and if you like how he's thinking, you should do some drugs. <laughs> he has so many great sounds he's a he's 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 an honest musician that really kind of explores a lot of different styles and creativity and just has a voice to back it up i appreciate you putting the e on the right side of the r saying different (laughs) different (laughs) um so i would say first and foremost this was influenced by the simpsons episode where homer meets his spirit spirit animal uh, voiced by johnny cash it's not the frog it's not the frog licking oh is that is after that's is that after the fucking chili eating this is definitely frogs all the way down i hear he carved a spoon (laughs) from the wood of another spoon guatemala insanity pepper is that what it was (laughs) yeah i'm ready (laughs) are you ready homer um 
and <laughs> then we mentioned Waylon and Ray Charles and Christopherson and, and Merle and just outlaw country in general. I mean, I, I would say, you know, just move forward, Tyler Childers. And, you know, he has a new album out, The Ballad of uh, Juanita and the Dude, which is a little more bluegrass than this, but it's, it's still pretty cool. It's got some good stuff on it. And uh, speaking of bluegrass and Juanita, why don't we slide under the covers? And talk about the cover songs we heard of this song. Jonathan, did you hear any covers or other versions of this song? I don't know if it's a cover, if he's doing it himself, but I, I did listen to the bluegrass version. And it's, I'm not sure what I think. Like it's. I agree with your head shaking. Like it's, it's not as good as, as this one. Yeah. The question becomes, does this reveal the song is maybe not that spectacular? I, or is I it a production? Because, is, is it, what's but, better, the song or the production? Honest question. Um... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> fair question. A fair but, answer. I like it. It's a, it, it. But as we discussed many times on this podcast, in this section, there is a bluegrass cover of everything. And a lot of them are good songs that the bluegrass cover is not good. But some are real good. Like Some. Not many, though. Like a couple weeks ago, we mentioned. A couple weeks ago, yeah, we mentioned. The, 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 the Float On the song float by on. Modest right, right. Mouse. And that's that's a better. Was, the, my point is this. I think a lot of the greatness of the song is the, the production. I think it needs the production for I sure. I think it's the writing. Uh, Neil? Um, well, I don't need any covers. I, I couldn't find a, a decent cover anywhere. Yeah. Um, but I welcome anyone covering it. Like, I think if Absolutely. anyone played this, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Because it's one of those songs that I think if you're playing it, and you, at least you kind of do it justice, you're going to sound good. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I totally agree. Well, I watched, I watched this uh, version of him playing it uh, on YouTube live in the morgue which sounds morbid but uh sounds they, like a dead well they ask him and he's like it's <laughs> it's it's this cosmic theory that you know like the world is just the back of a turtle that sits up on top of another turtle and another turtle the all the way down do to infinity just it's great the way he explains it because he kind of justifies everything you think about this song he's just like man he's like how'd you come up with it? Like, I, I was just bored so, so what he's talking about, Neil, is there is a turtles all the way down is an expression of the problem of infinite regress. What? It's a, it's an Indian cultural Indians statement, like, basically, like, like like India, the country. Okay. Like I, I don't know if it's Hindu, but it's like like on Wikipedia, the saying alludes to the mythological idea of a world turtle that supports a flat Earth on its back. Huh. It suggests that this turtle rests on the back of an even larger turtle, which itself is part of a common of column of increasingly yes. large turtles that <laughs> or continues if it's turtles yes. anything, right? Well, turtles yes, is that is what the song term. is based on—a cosmic Hindu theory of how how the world is constructed or the universe. <laughs> but the cool thing about this video I'm talking about is he he explains that, and then he's like, "But actually, the song is basically about don't be a dick." What's well, very interesting? This is almost like Bill Hicks being like. Dude in fucking Kentucky eats some fucking ass and it's like, hey man, Hinduism, turtles, all the way down the line. All right. <laughs> like, it's like, basically, it's turtles like, this shows the, the power. This, this shows the Let's be clear. This song really is a fucking positive drug commercial. This is a fucking just say uh, yes to a new fucking reality. Just say yes. To drugs and love. <laughs> There is an instrumental version of this song that's, you know, it's good, not great, uh, by the guitar tribute players. The guitar tribute players. <laughs> the oh, guitar yeah. tribute I mean, players. I don't know. It's a <laughs> wow. bunch of guitar tribute players. Uh, that's the band name. 
Um, Interesting. And speaking, never... of, and speaking of the guitar <laughs> tribute guitar players. Guitar players is like a classification more than a band name. It's, uh, they're, yeah. they're a guitar On Spotify, <laughs> that is the band name. It's really? like someone's occupation. What are you? Yes. I'm a guitar tribute player. It's like, what's the name of your band? Elever, elevator operator. <laughs> like, I think that's a position that needs to be filled. Speaking of positions needing to I be do filled, not how like does the, uh, the shoe fit? Neil. Well, I think this is a classic barefoot song. <laughs> Jonathan, wh- how does the shoe fit? It fits like one of those white slip-on, <laughs> I'm a rock star shoes yeah. what like, in an emergency yeah. room like 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 it, it it feels like a televangelist shoe <laughs> but it's public access televangelism well, after you've been and dipped in the water some, you get you get some white slippers i'm gonna say this is like somewhat insightful public access televangelism like it's actually there is this is this is tammy faye's husband no no this shoe. is not I, I, i've been to fucking pto <laughs> i've been to fucking baker's fucking Field, uh, not, Baker's no, Jim Baker. Field. Like, no, I'm, that's where I'm yeah, from. No. So this feels like a a white slip on WWF Ric Flair preacher shoe. Nice. Yes. Woo! Woo! Um, I'm glad you got that. <laughs> uh, I will. I will say. I will take the easy way out and say this fits like a cosmic cowboy boot. Uh, um, that, I feel like that's something else. That alliteration Blair. was intense. Either, either that or the naked cowboy in in Manhattan. That, that's what he wears. Cosmic cowboy boots. He's he's turtling all the way down. <laughs> turtling all you know, the way down. <laughs> I don't I don't want to hear about the turtle or the lion <laughs> in this or co- how far down cowboy is. situation. And on that note, we are going to play a cover of uh, Sturgill Simpson's "Turtles All the Way Down." I seen Jesus play flames on a lake of fire that I was standing in. Met the devil in Seattle, spent nine months inside the lion's den. Met Booty yet another time. Showed me the going light within But I swear that God is there Every time I glare to the eyes of my best friend Said my son, it's all been done Someday gonna wake up old and gray Go and try to have some fun Showing warmth to everyone You meet and greet Cheat along the way There's a gateway in our mind That leads somewhere out there Far beyond this plane Where reptile aliens made a light Cut you open and pull out all your pain Tell me how you make illegal Something that we all make in our brain Some say you might go crazy then again, it might make you go sane. 
Every time I take a look inside that old and fabled book, I'm blinded and reminded of the pain caused by some old man in the sky. Marijuana, LSD, psilocybin, DMT, they all change the way I see. Love's the only thing that ever saved my life. So don't waste your mind on nursery rhymes, fairy tales of blood and wine. It's turtles all the way down the line. So to each their own, do we go home? To other realms of souls must roam To and through the myth that we all call space and time The cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Pod gave rock and roll to you. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and give us a good rating on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at PodGaveRock. Next week is Jonathan's week. What are we going to be doing? We'll be doing Black by Pearl Jam. Can't wait!